Yes, come on. Can we put our hands together for, to God for that? Well, uh, you know, as we've kind of kicked off in our official launch, um, we've been very blessed just to literally see people come to know God. That's part of our vision. That's the first step. And, and you know, we, we've got a lot of people here who have maybe been out of church or not been going to church or, or maybe made recommitments, but we also got some people here in this morning and, and over the last maybe six weeks or so have made a, a commitment that maybe has taken years uh, to get to where they've maybe been disillusioned by the church, by God, because of what is being presented, and, and they've come to faith, and they've put Jesus first in their life, and that's, that's, the, that's a decision that is life-changing, not just for this generation, not just in their family, but, but generations to come, and so we want to always, we had one of our guys been coming for a while, uh, made a commitment. I'm not allowed to say her name, but, but, but we're just so thankful. We made a commitment this week on Monday, uh, as far as I know. So come on, put our hands together for God, that God is literally moving. And, and you, know, you know what? That's special. That, that is why we show up. That's, that's a life coming from death to life, finding purpose, finding meaning, uh, and coming in line with what Jesus died for. Uh, and as long as we keep hearing those stories, we're going the right direction. And I, I believe it's nearly like a little bit like a, a snowball as we just continue being faithful and continue reaching out and, 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 and continue activating people to, to fulfill their potential. Listen, we're going to hear more and more stories of what God is doing. He's present. When we invite the presence of God, you can't do anything but change. Amen? And so, if there's anything we want to do as a church, <laughs> is we want to get you into the presence of God. Because if we can get you into the presence of God, the rest will flow out of that. Um, and so we don't just show up just to show up. We don't just come to church just, to, just to, to go to church. We come to church because we truly believe that God didn't send His Son Jesus just for the sake of it. He came because there's something serious going on. And He came to bring life. He didn't come to condemn us. And so we want to create an environment where life is presented, but it's also caught. It's also caught. And so some of us in here, maybe you've came in and said, it's coming into a time of the year where, where sometimes we remember hurt and we remember when, how life didn't go the way we had hoped or planned. But, but you know what? We, we come here to worship not what's wrong about us or wrong about the world or wrong about our situations. We come here to worship the goodness of God what's right about God over what's wrong about our situations, about ourselves, and about our, our world. Amen? And so there's good news. <laughs> you came to church, put God first, and there's good news for you this morning. One of the other points I want to make is, before I get into it, I always like to kind of knock a few important announcements out. Uh, one of the other things is, as Zaria walked in there, you heard, you heard her, didn't you? Click, clack, click. You know, the baby starts crying, and Sarah's like, oh, goodness, everyone can hear it. It's like an echo. Or the communion cups crack. And so one thing I would love to do before Christmas, I, I'm a visionary by trade, and I just love, when I get on board with something, I can't let it go until it's done. And it's the same reason we started this church, is because I felt in my quiet place, I really felt, God, there's a place. We've got something to offer the world around us. We've got something to offer this culture. We've got something we can bless 
the world around us with. And, and so part of that comes with we want to create an environment which is inviting. So when someone comes in, they don't have to be wary of their feet click, clack, and feel embarrassed. And, and we want to provide an environment where they feel comfortable, where they feel loved, where they feel accepted, where they can hide if they need to. Come on, has anyone ever felt like that? I need to hide in church. <laughs> I don't want to be known right now. Let me hide for at least three years, and then I'll, I'll maybe make a decision. You know, you know th- that's a reality, uh, and everyone's got their own pace, and that's fine, but one thing that I would love to do for this room is I would love to buy carpet. Uh, I, I was trying to get away with it because I thought, oh, we'll get away with the, the wood and save some money and put it to something else. But, but I would love before Christmas, because we're going to have two big Christmas services uh, on the 23rd probably, we're going to decorate. So if you want to decorate, uh, Jade is going to head that up, but we're going to come down here on the 5th of December. We need men, women, children, you know, every, we need the whole family here to decorate. We're going to decorate trees. We're going to hang fairy lights from the roof. We're going to make it look like a winter wonderland as best we can. I've got about 200 and 50 meters worth of fairy lights to put up. So it's going to be fun. So I'm trying to get them a point. The point is I would love to have carpet on the floor for Christmas. Why? Because it helps with the sound. So if someone's clapping out a beat, it doesn't have to ruin the worship set. Yeah. Be careful how you clap. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's not worse if someone's, someone's wished their whole life they could be a drummer, but, and they're clapping and trying to, yeah, Lord. And, and that actually wasn't bad. <laughs> what am I doing? Get me into that drum booth. Um, and so we don't want that affecting or distracting away from worship in, in, in a place where we want people to worship God, to feel the presence of God. Because when people get the presence of God, it will change them from the inside out. They'll make decisions on, by nit, not nit, nit, by bleh. They'll make decisions naturally when they come out of the presence of God. And so if we can get people to that place and get them, stop thinking about what's going on in your life, stop thinking about what's going on. So, so carpet's just a practical way of helping that. So if we can raise, um, listen, there's no pressure. You don't have to do anything. I'm just saying, uh, if God lives on your heart and you think you can help, 1,500 pounds, I want to get it in before Christmas. Uh, I, I'm believing we're going to do that in faith um, just because it's for people. So I don't get anything, any weird kind of feelings by having carpet on the floor. Um, it's literally for the people coming in at Christmas. We're going to have two big services. Invite your whole family, friends, the lot. I want it to be looking the best, the, the experience being the best, the sound being the best. If, if someone cracks a communion cup, they don't have to have a mental breakdown because they caused an explosion in the room. Um, so anyhow, also what's going on, this is groups week. So we've got a bunch of groups going on this week. If, you ha- if you're not in a group, we want everyone to be in a group. Um, but also what's going to happen two weeks after that, so we've got groups this week, then we've got a gathering week in which we'll have our decor on the, on the Wednesday, the 5th. Then the week after that, uh, it's groups week again, and what we're going to do is we're going to have Christmas parties. So instead of a church, as a church, we're going to have one big Christmas party. We're not going to do that. We're going to have multiple Christmas parties because one's not enough. And so if you're smart, you might get a bunch of free food by going around all the different parties. And so what we're asking is that every, anyone that hosts a group right now, whether it be volleyball, whether it be Ian uh, and, and Liz or mine or Peter and Cherith or um, there's one more, isn't there? The youth, yeah, yeah, Nathan with the young adults. Um, we're asking everyone to just, hey, can you host, can you host a party? And, and, and so whoever wants to go, you don't have to have went to the group throughout the whole year at all. Just get in 
on what, what's going on. Be a part of the party. I'm having one. If there's nowhere else to go, I'll take you in. Um, there's an open door at my house, and it's gonna, obviously it's going to be a good one. So, so we're going to do that not this week, but two weeks after, and that'll be Christmas party week. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Volleyball. We had volleyball on Friday at Pastor. Um, and so they're going to have a Christmas party as well and come down. And the same, we're going to have a, a, a youth movie night um, in two weeks' time. I think it's the Friday the 14th. We'll, we'll get that out to you on social media and probably next week. So there's lots going on uh, at Christmas time. We're going to have two services at Christmas. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Is anyone excited for Christmas? Yes, all three people on real. Um, I think that's everything I need to talk about. So this morning I want to talk about um, a message that I've called Hidden Treasures. Hidden Treasures, and I don't know about you, but um, when I was a kid, I used to love hide-and-seek. And so we used to go around our, our friend's house, because they had like hedges and stuff, and, and, and places you could hide, and then seek. And so I, I was thinking about hide-and-seek, and I was thinking about how often when you played hide-and-seek, it was as much fun to be on it as, 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 as it was to hide. So when you're the seeker and you're trying to find everyone, right, give you 10 seconds, 10, 9, 8, and everyone's scattering, and everyone's tiptoeing, and like everyone's just trying to find the best spot in the, in, in the place um, wherever you're at. And we had hedges, and we had roofs, and you know, it probably wasn't all advisable, don't do this at home. But, but um, and so the, when, when you were kind of the seeker and you had to try and find people, you just, damn, nah, and there was anticipation and you were active and you were excited and you're like, right, I'm on it. Here I come. Ready or not, here I come. Is it, I've only played, no one else have a childhood here? We're going to have to come in here on a decker night and just play hide and seek to get warmed up if everyone hasn't had a chance to play that game. Um, and so, what are you doing when you're seeking? You're excited. You're just looking like, where are they? Are they under the? Are they behind the speaker? That where are they hiding out in the booth? Are they, are they out the back? And you get so creative and so excited about, oh, I can't wait to find them. Oh, if I find them, and then oh, they're out, they're out. I've got them. And you, you know, what is the feelings that come with that? Excitement, joy. You know, I'm on my toes and woo. Uh, I can't wait to hide next once I catch them or if I don't catch them. And so it's, you're full of life. You're full of abundance of life. There's more in you. And we're in this series called There Is More. And there's just something about being a seeker that you find life in. Um, but then equally, as, as you're a hider, what happens when you're a hider? You're excited about the, finding the best spot. And then when you're in the waiting, so you're like, ready or not, here I come. And you run around and obviously hide behind the guitar. Sam, you know, you're finding the stupidest places, but, but you're excited to hide because in the hiding, there's anticipation in the hiding place. That it's alive. It's not, you're, just not, you're, not, you're not just hiding and falling asleep. You're hiding and you're waiting with anticipation of, am I going to win? Uh, there's stuff happening in the hiding place. You're like, oh my goodness, I hear footsteps. You're alive in the hiding. It's not like a, a, a deathbed. It's you're fully alive in the seeking and in the hiding. And you know what? In life, God has not called you just to be a seeker of his presence. He sometimes called you to hide and find a hiding place, not just to seek out your talents, not just to seek out your gifts, not just to always be on the stage in the limelight, not to always be online on social media. Sometimes we're seeking attention, uh, but, but sometimes God has called us to be a light 
in the darkness. God has called us to come to the forefront. God's called us to, to step onto the stage. Absolutely, God's called us to represent him on the stage of life and to have a voice. But, and that's like a seeking component to life. But there's also a hiding place. There's also a place where you've got to, it's exciting to get into the hiding place where no one is looking, where, where no one is listening, where no one is speaking into your, into your life. It's just you by yourself. And what, what I want to talk to you about this morning is that each and every person here has got a hidden treasure. But the hidden treasure isn't found while you're seeking to get better, a better job, while you're seeking to get more followers. It, 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 it's not found on the stage of life. It's not found in front of people. The hidden treasures are not found. Your foundations are not found when people are looking, when people are watching, when people see you, when people are talking to you. The hidden treasures of life are found when no one else is around, when, you're, when, when the lights are off, when no one else is looking. The best decisions of your life aren't made on the stage. Not made when you're seeking for more, whatever that is, to develop your gifts, to actually the, the, the foundations of your life and the, and the best decisions that you make in life are found in the hiding place, in the waiting, in the seeking, in the, in the hidden place where no one is looking, no one is listening, no one is watching, no one is telling you what to do or where you should go. That's your foundations. That's everything flows out of that. The Bible says, guard your heart above all else because out of it comes life. Or actually some translations say the issues of life. And so if, if, if in the hiding place you haven't got that down, you haven't worked that out, if you don't even, if you're not going near the hiding place, guess what's happened? It's staying the same. It's not changing. And maybe all of your energy is being driven by the stage. Maybe all of your energy is being driven by, by what people think and what people see and what people hear you say. Maybe your motivation is being driven by that instead of a hiding place, but the heart is developed in the hiding place. And if we can begin to see who God says we are, which is done in the hiding place, then all of a sudden what happens on the stage may begin to change. It may begin to look more like a life that you want to live if you can get the hiding place right. And so last week we, done, we finished our growth track. Um, so there's part one, two, three, and four. And on part two we do about, it's about the person. The first one's about the vision of the church and, and God's church and, and his plan for that and know God, find freedom, discover purpose and make a difference. But then the second one is, well, what's in you? What has God, what has God put in you? What, is God, what, what treasure has God got in your heart, in your soul, in your, what purpose has God got in you? And so last week we had people, uh, it was coming back with people with the gift of helps. People who just like to help, just give me something to do. People with the gift of apostleship, they, they like to create, they like to lead, they like to, to pioneer. People with the gift of hospitality, they like to, to, to create a space for someone or, or, or do the coffee or, or, or make sure everything's clean and, and it's spotless. And, and they love to do that. It's a natural thing. It's a joy to do that. 
or people with the gift of pastoral um, or, or shepherding. What that means is just someone who, who likes to look after people. Are you okay? They're not concerned about how many is in the room. They're concerned about, are you okay? How are you doing? And that energizes them. That's a joy for those people. And there are someone who's an evangelist or evangelism. They're the people who want, they want numbers. They're like, how many have we got? We need more. Let's go get the nets and cast them out again. And, and so all these different traits were coming back to people. You know what that is? That's treasure. God put that in them. And now as a church, we want to develop that and give them opportunities to be a part. That's why even as silly as it might seem, decorating the church, there's gifts, there's treasures being activated, there's creativity being activated. The gift of helps is being activated because some people just want to do something. And then after that, do you feel better? You feel apart, you feel on the team. Hidden treasure. Let's just pray. God, I just thank you for hidden treasure. I thank you for each and every person in this room. I thank you that they have hidden treasure in them. God, I pray you reveal that to them this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Hidden treasure. And so, so yes, we can pray for God to reveal that, but sometimes some of you just need to go do the growth track, and God will reveal it that way. <laughs> sometimes it's not about some big rocket going through the sky and just landing right before you with your purpose and your meaning. No, no, no. Sometimes we've got to do some stuff. We've got to seek it out. We've got to find it. So it says here in Matthew 6 and 6, but when you pray, God's teaching them how to pray. It says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Will reward you. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's a secret. It's a secret. In secret, nobody sees it. Nobody knows. In secret. And so what's the word secret mean? The word secret, by definition, means... Should be on the screen? Any second now? There we go. It means hidden or concealed. It means you can't see it. No one can see you in the secret place. You're hidden. You're concealed. Close the door behind you. No one else is a welcome if it's a hiding place. I'm trying to hide from who's on it. It's just me by myself. It goes on to say, so the first point I want to make is in the secret place, God gives us desires. He gives us dreams. And he gives us visions. I remember when I, before I went to, to Bible college in, in Florida, um, I was actually in a job interview, and, and I'd been praying. I just had a, a desire. I just had a desire in my heart to see the church come alive, to see the church be all that God had intended it to be. And, you know, I just remember God speaking to me in a time, in a secret place, in a time of prayer, and saying, Phil, I need you to go. I don't need you to take this job, that you're, the job interview that you're in. I need you to go. I need you to go to, but I just knew it was a natural desire in my heart. And the reason it was a natural desire, because I had heard visions and, and, and I'd felt senses of, and desires to see God's church for many years be all that it could be. And an opportunity presented itself, and it, I just knew it was right. Can't tell you anything weird or spooky or happened, but it was just, it just I, the desire. The Bible says God will give you the desires of your heart. 
But that's the desires that come from the hidden place. That's not the, the fleshy desires. It's the, it's the treasures that are in you. When you begin to expose that, it's a very organic, natural thing. And then God presents an opportunity and you just know you've got a piece about it. You just know it's right. And so it's in the secret place. Some of you have got treasure and you don't even know about it. You don't even know it's there. But if you begin to open yourself to a secret place, to a hidden place, God will begin to put some things on your heart. And I remember I was out there in Bible college and I was wondering, like I, I was really under, underdeveloped. I, I didn't know I could do certain things or lead or I didn't feel I necessarily had the ability. But there was a time came where I, I had a need to provide uh, a way in, in my finances for, for, for the course because I, I was getting no income. I was, it was all voluntary and I had to pay $8,000 a year. And I was like, in my quiet place, I began to pray. I was like, God, can you, I wonder if you could give me an idea. <laughs> a vision or a dream or something to help, give me a creative idea to, to make a way. And God gave me this idea of, of having a club night with DJs and parties, this is a true story. And, and I'd never done this before, never organized anything really before. Um, I just partied myself a bit at uni, and, uh, but I'd never done this before myself. And it, you know, obviously there was no alcohol or anything like that, it was a part of a church, so it was just, it was just a fun environment for young people to go to. Um, and, and so what I started to do was just do what I'd seen before and what I'd learned um, and, and just to start through this event for a bunch of young adults to come and I ended up raising like $2,000 within one or two events and, and it was hilarious because everyone there thought I was like some kind of in my past life I was like a club promoter um, back in Ireland like, like, like you must be doing this all the time back there like we you know bomber jacket out in the street trying to get people in and and, I, and you know, the reality is I'd never done it before in my life. But I, honestly, in, in the quiet place, it was a natural thing that I was drawn to. I, I love music. I love people having fun and enjoyment. And that's why we're going to have a New Year's Eve party because that, that's what we do. I want to party. I like to have fun. I love to worship and I love to pray too, but I love to dance as well, equally. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And uh, that was cheesy, wasn't it? <laughs> Phil, come on. You're better than that. But anyhow, and so, so that's what we've done, and it, it worked. But it, to me, it was like, whoa, I've never done that before. I never had the confidence or, or the, the, the boldness to do something. But because sometimes I was in a foreign place where no one knew me, well, hey, if I get it wrong, if it doesn't work out, I don't care. Because there's no one that maybe I care about can see me. And, and I'm not being, no one can hear what I'm doing back here. And I can just rush off back home if, if it all fails. And so there was hidden treasure. And, and so it's funny, I think, sometimes, um, I think sometimes we just don't have the confidence to believe that God would have something in us. And that's why when we do the growth track, often there's people there, they're surprised. They nearly don't want to show you <laughs> what's written down on, in this personal gifts test because they're afraid, like, if they see that I've got pastoral leadership, that means I'm going to have to like, lead the church <laughs> or plant a church. Phil's going to tell me to go plant a church somewhere. When in reality, listen, if it's in you, it's in you. You don't have to prove it. You don't have to impress anyone. It's just God has got some amazing times, dreams, fulfillment ahead in those things. You don't have to, to work for it. It's already in you. It's a treasure. But, but if we can't unlock your potential, you're going to sit around and just watch everyone else unlock theirs. And often, what is it? An idle heart. The enemy uses idle, idleness, idle hearts. He uses people who are just sitting watching 
to self-destruct or, or to, to be discouraged or, or feel disheartened. Listen, you've got to get in on the game. You've got to get on the field. You've got hidden treasures. And listen, your family, your friends depend on it. Do, listen, we don't need you here, but we're better with you. Does that make sense? We don't need you, but we want you because we're better with you. The church of Jesus Christ can be all that it can be when people are in the game, on the field, operating in their own gifts and callings. And listen, it's something you desire. You don't have to, it's not something you have to force, but it comes from the hidden place. And so watch this. I'm just going to head around to my hidden place here. Bear with me. I'm not going to be able to hear what's being said, but, but in the, watch. Listen, I can't, I'm not able to hear anything. So I'm going to my hidden place, right? Everyone else is, is listening to me here. Everyone else is, can see me here. I need somewhere where, where there's nobody around. I need somewhere where, where it's only me and God. I need somewhere where, where I don't have to worry about what people's minds going through their minds. I need my hidden space because in there I'm going to find some treasure. In there I'm going to find some strength. In there, I'm going to find, I'm going to give God some of my strength, some of my time, some of my space. In return, He's going to make me stronger. I'm going to give God my mind, my, the weight of my mind, all the processes and ideas and things are going through my mind. I'm going to give it to Him. I'm going to make space on purpose, not by accident, because He's going to clear my mind. He's going to make things simpler. I'm going to give God my soul. It's all gunked up. It's all, my emotions are all over the show. I feel so sensitive. Anyone here ever feel sensitive, offended? Well, I, I need to get a hidden space so I can give those emotions to God and realign with who I truly am. Because I feel insecure right now. God, I'm going to go speak. God, you love me. Love the Lord God with all of your heart. God, I'm going to give you, your, God, I'm going to give you my heart. My, there's issues coming from my heart right now. <laughs> It's all over the show. It's been drawn in different angles because I'm, I'm living for the stage too much, the stage of life. I'm living for what people see on the surface. I'm not being who I truly am. I need to recalibrate. So, so let's get down off the stage. I need to go back to my hidden space. I've got to go get back to that treasure that you've given me. My heart is, is my treasures are found in you, God. So let me just go to my hidden space right now. Where I'm going to have to go through... A few doors. I'm going to have to make some effort to find a hidden space. Oh, oh, this looks, this looks like a good hidden space. Oh, it's a wee bit too, too light in here. Let's just turn that light off. I just need some intimacy. I need, I don't want people having to look at me or find me. I just need to have some hidden space with God where no eye has I can see me, no ear can hear me, it's just me and God. No, what does the Bible say? No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived the plans that God has for us, for you, and for me. God, I thank you that in my hidden space I can remind myself that God, as I read your word, it says that, that you love me, that I'm, that, that I'm righteous because of what Jesus has done. God, I just pray right now in this space where no one can see um, I just thank you that you love me, God, and, and, and as soon as I begin to, 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 to realign my, my heart and my mind and my soul and my strength, all of a sudden I, I become stronger and my heart becomes clearer and I, I start to, I start, my mind begins to, to function clearer. I, I see a straight path rather than multiple paths. I begin to, 
oh man, it's all starting to, my, my, my soul, my emotions begin to, oh, I feel better. I feel lifted. There's less confusion in my life and oh, it's feeling good in here. Oh, I'm starting to feel a wee bit better now. My mind used to, my mind used to be a wee bit confused and I was kind of frustrated. I was, I was weighed down, but I'm starting to feel a wee bit lighter. Oh, this is, this is, uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a wee bit of hope where, where there was actually no hope. I feel a wee bit of light in, in a dark space. Um, this hidden space is beginning to reveal treasure to me. I'm, I'm starting to, oh, God, do you think I could do, help that way in church? Or maybe, oh, you're putting someone on my heart? You want me to encourage that person? Oh, it's starting to feel good in here. Oh. Oh, this is good. Li- this is a good life. Oh, Lord, I, why have I not been doing this more? Oh, wait, I better get my beat. Oh, this is the... Okay, I've just ruined the drums. Sorry, Tegan. And so the, the hidden place is a process. Did that sound good? <laughs> no. And so the hidden space is a place where God revives you. The hidden space is a place where you find the treasures of your heart, but it's a process. And if you don't do it on purpose, it doesn't happen. The Bible says meditate on the, de- on the word day and night. Make space for God. Don't, there, there, there's a time to be on the stage. There's a time to be on the stage of life in your workplace, in your relationships, in your friendships, in your groups. But the, the, the most important part is that we get in our hidden space where we find hidden treasures. That's where we progress. That's everything flows out of the heart that is beneath the surface. It's not seen. Can I get an amen? And so number two, in the hidden space, we find strength. Phil, does this happen in the Bible at all? Is this just you in your drum booth? Weird. No, well, what happened to Moses? What happened to Moses? The first thing that happened to Moses was that he was, he was left by himself in the reeds, by himself. The world had neglected him just by circumstance, not because he had done anything. He was only a baby. And then fast forward into life, he had to leave the palace, and he was excommunicated into the field. He thought his life was over. He thought his life was done with because of circumstances and how things had, had ended up. But God spoke to him. He found treasure. He found purpose in the hidden space. God, God revealed himself not in front of man, not in front of people, but in the wilderness God spoke and gave him the purpose that God had intended for him to go back and set his people free. But it wasn't in front of people. It wasn't where ears could hear. It wasn't where minds could try and work it all out and give you their logical explanation. It was found where nobody was present apart from God. What about David? David was also found in the field where God gave him dreams. God anointed him, actually came to him, and they found him in the field and anointed him. He was tre- found treasure. Or just somehow, some way, 
The Spirit moved and found him in the hidden place, in the place where no eye could see, no ear could hear, no mind could conceive. Because the minds of the world were speaking failure. You're not picked for the team. We don't need you. You don't look tall enough. You don't look good enough. You're too young. That's what the mind says of the people around you, of, of a worldly mindset, of just people sometimes can't see the plans that God has for you. Because you're not there yet. And what then happened? Fast forward. He came from a place that was hidden into a place that was seen. He went, came onto a stage with a sling. And he was able to take what was learned in the hidden place into the place that was seen to then present the glory of God. And he saved his nation. He brought his nation forward. You can bring your family forward. You can bring your church forward. You can bring your community forward. But it starts in the hidden space where no one can see. It starts in the field of the unknown. It starts in the place of rejection. It starts in a place where you think you're not good enough. Often that's why we go to a hidden place. It's not you think David didn't want to be in the army. Do you think Moses didn't want to be back in the palace where he was getting fed with all this beautiful food? Of course he did. But God uses the things, the circumstances that don't work out for your good. And thirdly, as the band come ahead on back up, in the secret place we develop our character. You see, the problem with character is this. The character and someone's character is who you are when no one's looking. The real you is who you are when only God can see you. Because when you're on the stage, (laughs) you're going to look your best. You're going to act your best. Sometimes you fake it. A lot of the time you probably fake it. But it's in the hidden place what you really think comes to the surface. And so gifts can bring you places that your character can't keep you. You can be gifted on the stage. You can be gifted in your job. You can be gifted in your role as a part of a community. You can be gifted as a parent. But deep down there's stuff going on that you need to deal with. And if you keep just standing on the stage, if you keep just living on the stage and not in the hidden space, that treasure begins to get lost. You lose sight of the treasure, the true treasures of life. And that's what happens so often, even within church, is we come to the stage, we sit in the pews as the stage, we just live life on the surface, and what then happens is we lose sight of the true treasures of life. It's not about the numbers, it's not about how many were here. It's not about who was here or or how people, did anyone encourage me today? It's not really about that. That's not what's going to sustain you. What's going to sustain you is if you have an audience of one. What's going to sustain you is if you truly believe that God is who he says he is. What's going to sustain you is if you have a hidden place that when you are left alone in the field, if you are left alone in the cave, or if you are left alone like Paul in the prison cell, do you still have faith? Do you still have faith? 
Have you allowed God to de develop and, and, and bring out your treasure? Because if you have, whether people are there or not, you're the same. Whether people are in your corner or not, you're the same. Because you're standing on a foundation that isn't a stage. It's not based on a stage, on an outward appearance. It's, it's built on an inward heart and an inward trust to the Father. I'm telling you, if we can get some people to have intimate relationships with God where they, they, they get the Scriptures out on a daily basis, they discipline themselves to pray and know how to pray and know that they have a Father that loves them, I'm telling you, Goliaths will come down in Jesus' name. The enemies will fall. The enemies of insecurity, the enemies of fear, Families will change in Jesus' name. But it starts in the hidden place. It starts in true and genuine intimacy with a Father in heaven who loves you. And I'm telling you, listen, dreams will begin to come out organically in your life. God's going to tell you to do some things that you've never done. And if you have a hidden place, you'll have the fuel to walk through the fear and to do it no, no matter what the minds of the world are saying, no matter what the ears are hearing, no matter uh, what people are seeing. I've heard in the hidden place, there's treasure in me. There's treasure in me. God has spoke to me. I'm going to walk it out. I live one life. It's here and gone. It's like a vapor. I'm not going to waste my life I'm going to get in on what God's doing. He loves me. He is for me. Come on, does anyone agree with me this morning? Let's put our hands together for God this morning.